Hey, what is going on, ladies and gents? Welcome in to the Buzz and Sports Channel NBA edition. We are back, baby. Playoff times are right around the corner, so we're going to give you the skibbity, skibbity, skip. We are your host, as always, for this NBA episode. My boy, Mr. Spuddy McGee. What's good, y'all? What's happening? What's up? How we doing? Yeah, playoff time. Playoff time, baby. And as always, you know me, the Lightning Legend, a.k.a. Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers. You hurt me, but at least you're in it. <laughs> as always, all my teams love to hurt me every year. Anywho, playoffs are right around the corner. We have a somewhat clearish playoff picture in the making. Um, Things are a little more clear on the east side than they are on the west side of things. So we're going to focus for this episode on playoffs teams. You know, if your team doesn't get talked about this episode, then they probably didn't get talked about a lot this season. (laughs) But... Yeah, we're going to run through this for you guys, get you guys set up for all the scenarios that can happen and what's going on, because we have five to six games left on our schedule for each team, which means we're getting down to the nitty-gritty and some things are set in stone, some things aren't. So let's hop right into it. Um, Where do you want to start, buddy? You want to go to the west side or east? East. East, yeah, the East, yeah. East is the easiest, yeah. <laughs> like, get that out of the way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the way the East side of things are looking, we have Milwaukee at the number one seed. They will play the eighth seed for the playing tournament. Um, they're currently 55 and 22. The Boston Celtics are the second seed. They will play the seventh seed from the playing tournament, and they are 53 and 24. What a shift. Five to six games left, but do you see the one or two seed switching or. Milwaukee got it. Milwaukee got it because Boston held it for so long, and now the switch finally happened. So I think I think Milwaukee's trending up, um, and they're gonna you know lock down this the seating for number one. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, off cam, they're, they're getting healthy and they're looking they're looking like a pretty scary team to run into in the east side of things, which kind of makes me sad because a team going could possibly face them that I don't want to face that early. Yeah, <laughs> We'll get into that later. And it's going to be important because both teams are really good <coughs> at home compared to their away record. So when it comes down to the Eastern Conference Finals, whoever is that one seed is looking like they have the advantage. Oh, yeah, because... Number number one seed is big, especially with two heavy hitters like this, because all the reasons you just said. And when you're looking at the east side of things, like there's a lot of good teams, but just it seems like Milwaukee and Boston are destined to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals when you're looking at this bracket here, because they're on the opposite ends being the one and two seed. I can totally see... Um. Uh, Milwaukee making it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I can see Boston there. So, 
yeah, the one seed is going to be, I think, very crucial for both these teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just think whoever is the one seed is definitely going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. All right. Um, as for our three seed, the 76ers, they are 50 and 26. Currently, if playoffs started today, we'll be playing the Brooklyn Nets. Um, but things can change, but I don't think they will because, like I said, the East is a little more stable on what's going on right now. Brooklyn's the sixth seed, sitting three games behind the Knicks. Like I said, five to six games left. They could skid, but I don't really see moving. I think we have a set matchup in Philly and Brooklyn, but like I said, don't take my word for it. Um, is this another year where Philly wins the first round and they get bounced the next year? <laughs> I mean, the next uh, series. Hey, yo, here's the thing. My dark horse in this bracket for the Eastern Conference is the Brooklyn Nets. Ooh. <laughs> Okay, and the thing is, I can see them beating the the Sixers too. That'd be the team they can beat. I can honestly, surprise everybody. I can honestly see them taking out one of the one or two seeds. I mean, I'm thinking Brooklyn's gonna face the two seed after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brooklyn will face Boston next if I feel um, like they were to beat Philly. I feel like if there's a team that could beat Boston, it's gonna be with Brooklyn Nets. Okay, I mean, I like I said, I can totally see Philly. And I can see them going six to seven with Boston, but because I don't know those, about those, tra- those trades matter that that happened. Yeah, and it actually helped both teams, mm-hmm. and that's why the Nets were really relevant uh, after the trade deadline because of those two trades that they did. Yeah, they once they blew up the house with KD and um, Kyrie, they got good value back with some. Still good value players still hanging around on the team. Yeah. Now, I know some of their issues is they might not have the biggest size on their team, but they got some pretty decent dogs dogs on both sides of the floor. And um, they're length, lengthy. They're not, they're not big. They're just lanky. If you catch my drift. No, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, I mean, since we're in a small ball era, it does help them out, out overall. But, I mean, I guess you could say um, matchup-wise, Nets have a better matchup against the Celtics compared to the Bucks. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I feel like the Nets have a better chance pulling up an upset against the Celtics compared to the Bucks. Yeah. And, you know, Mikel Bridges... The, the trade helps him out because he's able to showcase why he's a star. And he's been a star ever since the trade. Because mm-hmm. when he was with the Suns, he was like, I want to say third option, sometimes four during some games. Yeah. When we've seen him go off before, but it's not at a regular basis because he wasn't the focal point of, of the team on the Suns. It was either Devin Booker, Chris Paul, or occasionally DeAndre Ayton. So yeah. Bridges always been a nice asset, but you, we everyone knows that he was able to do better, and now he's got that opportunity because of the trade for KD. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Cam Johnson; he was 
He lingered around the six man spot. He was good. Some of it was was his health. He couldn't particularly stay as healthy as he wanted, so that's why he maintained that six man um, spot. But once he's became a net and basically became a starter, it, it's it's been helping him out a lot. Yeah. So there's that, and then the trade for Spencer Duini for Kyrie. You know. It's a good trade because they they had it's weird because the trade for Dallas didn't make sense to begin with because you traded a point guard for a point guard and I thought the situation for Dallas was there's too many point guards on one team superstar point guards on one on one team and then you had Kyrie and it doesn't fix the problem with the what the Mavericks got and we we see it right now. I mean, we'll get to it, but it's not helping the Mavericks, but definitely helped the Nets. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm calling dark horse team of the bracket is the uh, Brooklyn Nets. And okay. Yeah. Just they've been going off. They've been going off lately. Yeah, they're not a team that has like a superstar. They're just one of those teams that are just are have a lot of like they got superstars in the making. Yeah, they got they got a um, lot of really good players that just play really well together. And like you said, the, the trades were all they weren't flashy for them because it wasn't big names like Kyrie or Katie moving. Yeah. But the people they got, like you said, really helped the team that they had. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean. I mean, like I said, I can de- I definitely give them that over the Sixers. Like I said, I, mean, I hate to say that because free Joel Embiid, but yeah, the Sixers just still haven't shown me nothing. Yeah, they still even, look like the same team. Even if somehow Embiid like gets MVP, I'm not expecting them to win. Yeah, and I, I I don't know if you've seen the stat of how Dwayne Johnson and Mikel Bridges played more minutes together than Kyrie Harden and KD. That's crazy. I mean, it's not because the injuries take a yeah, t- injuries. took a toll on 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 those three. And then one, and the moment they actually got healthy, they're like, you know, what? I don't feel like playing with each other no more. And that's well, that that's what happened. Yeah, you know. So we, you never really got to see the full lifestyle li- life cycle of that team with those three. But hey, no one's complaining because they're still winning with the team that they got they traded for. So mm-hmm. kudos for the GM for making that shit happen before it was too late. Right on, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got right. the Knicks sitting at the five seed. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of, you know. At the all-star break, they were starting to trend up, but we still didn't think much of the Knicks. But honestly, Julius Randle has been turning it on. He's been nah, he, he's, he's a superstar on that team for sure. He's been having games. Yeah, no, I, I've always been a Julius Randle fan. But, to me, that hurt it the most. But he's been having career games multiple times this season. Like, Man, he's, no, he, he's the reason they're at where they're at. <laughs> the only thing is, I wish he played consistently on a seasonal base. Like, two years ago, they're good. Last year, they weren't so good. This season, they're good again. 
I'm like, we we need a hot streak season wise from the, from the yeah. Cause... Yeah, I think um, the, I think I think if if Randall just continues to be consistent like he's been, like they'll still be in the same position next year, and maybe with some off season moves, who knows better? Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, I don't but, know. But, yeah, they're holding down that five seed, and if so, they're gonna have to play the Cavs. And ooh. I don't know if they get. Yeah, I don't know if they get that. <laughs> yeah, the Cavs, ooh, because the Cavs can't be the dark horse team no more. They they could two consecutive years of just playing oh. great ball, like, ugh, and then Donovan Mitchell being on that team. I just want to see how they are in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think they're the dark. Dark horse. I think they're right where they need to be. Like yeah. I think, like this. I've always like. I used to think the same thing as you, up until this year, when, um, I was I was was watching Boston and Cleveland games, and I'm like, wow, this team is different. Like, they 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 ready. They here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they I think they beat Boston this year three to out of the four games three to one. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think so uh, too. Yeah, I think uh, I think Cleveland. As much as like I want to see the Knicks shine, I think Cleveland takes that. I hope it goes at least seven, so I can see some good uh, Julius Randle games. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think Cleveland's too good of a team. Yep, they really are, and they're this is their first time clinching the playoffs without LeBron James mm-hmm. since what was it nineteen seven nineteen ninety seven ninety eight season? That's crazy. Crazy. That's crazy. Uh, so I brownie that boy. Uh, now going into the play-in status. Do any uh, of these teams cause a threat to the above teams? All right. So these teams being 7C Miami, 8C Atlanta, 9C Toronto, 10C Chicago. So I think if... Atlanta or Miami? Nah, mm. I still, I'm still big, big believer in Miami, but they've just been pointing, man. This is probably the most uninspiring playing tournament I've seen. Yeah, these four teams. I'm looking at them and I'm like, yeah, you get clapped first round. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any any of them getting past the first round. But because I, if I were to predict who the seven eight seed are going to be, it's going to be uh, Miami at seven. And the Bulls at eight. Yeah, the the Bulls will keep you playing some good ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, Raptors playing some good ball lately too. But, but yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm gonna go Miami seven, uh, Chicago eight. Yeah, the Hawks are finally, you know, not, like uh, they're, they're 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 just so average to me. They're inconsistent. Yeah, because they don't they don't have they're not building the team they need to build. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't know what direction they're going in. Like, bro, you got Trey. Just build around him. Get him some help. Nah. But yeah, I think this is finally the year that the Hawks their little playoff magic uh, comes to an end. Like yeah. they lose the game. They lose the they lose the game to Miami and then whoever they play next. You, um. Yeah, Chicago, Toronto. I think that's an L. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, I'm not, I just, I just, yeah, I don't see it. And then, 
Um, as for our other teams right outside the bubble, I mean, Washington and Pacers got a smither of a chance. Washington's a little better of a chance, but now nah, the way the Bulls and Toronto's been playing, I think they locked out at 10 and 9 seed. Yeah, I don't or, see none of the um, statistically available teams. Yeah, I don't see anybody slipping like, in. Like the Orlando Magic, yeah. It's a pipe dream. Pipe dream. Pipe. Pipe, pipe dream. Um, Atlanta, Toronto have the same record, so they might flip-flop from the 9 to 8 seed as these next couple of games go on. Mm-hmm. But I think these four teams, Heat, Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls, are are are, are playing teams. Are. <laughs> are. <laughs> Um, out of where they are, yeah, the but I agree. But I think this is going to be Miami and Chicago who ultimately go in. I think both get clapped, swept. Nah, Miami got some dog in them a little bit. I think Miami might take Boston game. one game. Yeah, one game. But Chicago gets clapped by Milwaukee. <laughs> Clap it, it's still happening. Huh. But that's how the east side of things are looking. Uh, like we said earlier, we do think Milwaukee and Celtics lock up that one and two. We have those four plans. Um, everything in between that we mentioned from Sixers, Cleveland, New York, and next pretty much stay the same. Like I said, the East, really easy and simple to deal with. Um, so we're going to flip-flop over to the headache side. <laughs> the West side. Um so we'll start easy. The Nuggets are locked in at the one seed. Well, I mean, I would say locked, but I don't see Memphis catching them. <laughs> uh, so they would play the eighth seed of the plan. Memphis is our two seed. Um, I mean, the way they've been playing, I don't know if I want to say locked because the Kings are on their ass. But Memphis is our two seed. Uh, out of Denver and Memphis, who do you see going further? Or do you think they both get bounced by a lower seed? They're both going to get bounced by lower seeds. Um, <laughs> it really just depends on how the the play in tournament turns out, I feel. Yeah. That's really going to play a, a, a crucial role on who I think is going to beat who. But I can definitely see a first-round exit by either or the one or two seeds. Yeah, and and if I had to pick one, I'd probably say I can see it happening more Memphis, just with everything going on, and I just feel they put they, a target they, on they, their they, back. Obviously. Exactly what I was gonna say. They put a target on their back. Like teams want to beat them. Teams want to shut mm-hmm. them up. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think I think Memphis is the the more uh, vi- more liable one to get bounced, but I don't think. Any of these, if I had to pick one that go further, I would probably pick Denver, but the, only by a round, and that's because they're playing the eight seed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, re- like I said, it really depends how the seeding works this year. Yeah, and, and who's, who's their, their matchup. But we'll we'll discuss that in a bit. Yeah, in in, in a sec. Yeah. Um, our three our three seed is the Bean Team. Bean baby. Holding it down strong. They got a five-game lead, and with five to six games left, I think they are locked in as the three. Yeah. They can still catch the two, but 
We'll see as these next couple games go on, but they are for sure locked in at a three or two seed. Um, hey, kudos to the Kings for finally get back in the playoffs after so many years. Right? They've had they've had an interesting journey, especially the last few years. Honestly, you everyone thought that sticking with uh, a similar team that they have been wasn't going to give them nowhere, but they progressively got little by little better. Like they mm-hmm. maintained a, like a interesting core. I want to say with uh, De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes is still sticking around. Harrison Barnes is still there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the big thing happened when they traded. Um, um, I can never pronounce his name. How, how, how Mm-hmm. For Sabonis, yeah. Once once they got Sabonis on the team, oh, it, it it balanced out the Kings so much that um, you know, that I feel like they they played a lot better, and the and they picked up Malik Monk this year. Um, Kevin, I can't pronounce his last name too. Hoiter, you know, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of nice features on this team. Keegan Mur- Murray. Murphy or Murray? Uh, I think it's Murphy. Or maybe Murray. Yeah, he's been a nice addition to this team as well. Yeah, it's Murray. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, collectively, it's they're all coming together. There's stars on this team. There's even rising stars on this team and veteran presence. So the Kings are getting it right. And we got to, hey, big ups to Mike Brown. Big, yeah, big ups, big ups, big ups, thanks to Mike Brown. I know everyone was clowning him right, right before the season with his video of him running. Yeah. Hey, but that shit paid off. Yeah, right. That shit. Pay- <laughs> hey, keep on running, keep on running. Show, hey, show, show him how to do it. Because that, show him how to do it. hey, that earned you a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. yeah, I like this team. Um, it's very good promise to the future of this team that uh they should the way that they play i don't i don't think it was a a sham or anything like that i think they could consistently play this well with the type of players that they got for like the next two to three years mm-hmm. so kudos yeah i know the kings are a bit of the, the surprising team of this year mm-hmm. uh nobody i don't think anybody would have picked them to be a three seed in the West. Oh, 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 hell no. I knew development was going to happen, but I didn't think like like that. Yeah. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how they do in this playoffs, um, depending on who they play. Uh, I won't. I kind of don't want to say, like, who's in the sixth seed right now because it's, it's literally it's so tight anything could change. We, so I think- okay. <laughs> we are going to get into the realm of unknown. And yeah. only this could happen in the West. Mm-hmm. So we're just gonna run down this a total what we have of, right now. I want to say seven teams that could possibly change seedings within the next from here to the end of the season, which is five to six game. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm not counting the Trailblazers because statistically they're in it, but they're a lost away. Yeah, they need a, a miracle. Yeah, so Phoenix Suns sitting at. 4135 LA Clippers 4136 Golden State Warriors 4037 
New Orleans Pelicans, 39-38. Timberwolves, 39-38. LA Lakers, 38-38. Oklahoma City Thunder, 38-39. Dallas Mavericks, 37-40. Utah Jazz, 36-40. All these teams could move within the next few weeks and change a lot of fate. Mm-hmm, because matchups matter. <laughs> Man, the matchups, because they're all, like, somewhat different types of teams. So one team could be good against one team compared to the other. So who mm-hmm. knows what's going to happen. Yeah, the the West side of things is going to be very interesting these next uh, couple games. For, um, for, yeah. for this, let's start at the bottom and then work our way up from the um, elevator. Eligible teams. Let's let's do that. I All think right. I think we'll work a little bit quicker. I think like that. All right, run it. Right All here. right, like we said, Trailblazers statistically in it, but like I said, all, a team has to win and they're done. So, so mm-hmm. apparently they're like shutting down Dame Lillard. So free yeah, Dame, free Dame is in full effect again. Free Dame, baby. Yep. Uh, Utah Jazz. Um, you know what? Kudos to them for sticking around for this long because they even traded some of their main assets and still were relevant. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I don't think they're going to be able to make it. I mean, yeah. um, from Oklahoma City Thunder, they're down by two. And I just don't think they have the, the enough juice to sneak in. Yeah. So, sorry, Jazz. Not this year. Now the Dallas Mavericks. Very interesting. They're interesting. They risk they risk it all basically for Kyrie Irving. And it's looking like the trade is not really working out for them. Yeah, since the trade they dropped all the way out, out. of the playoffs. Out. Out. <laughs> Six C to now you're sitting not even in the play in. Mm-hmm. Out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gonna be a very interesting couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of show improve right now in Dallas because I don't know what happens if they miss the playoffs. I know that's gonna that's gonna be hard L. <laughs> yeah, because there's a definite chance that Kyrie walks. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's going to the Lakers. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, no, there, there's a good chance Kyrie walks. And I mean, you like I said, I was enticed by it at the beginning, but you kind of called it from the start. Like it, it just wasn't a good fit. Like, yeah. Oh, I, the thing is, it's one of those things that you might see a spark the first few games, but it, it will show its true colors of the trade later on, and I, that's why I, I never really liked the trade from the from the get go because it it never solved the problem that Dallas already had. Yeah. And we're seeing it again just with another high level superstar. A higher level superstar in Kyrie with mm-hmm. playing, with Luca. So it's just it's not a good fit. It was a bad trade to begin with. The trades just seemed like they were trying to get rid of certain capital, but they brought in bigger capital, so it was, yeah. ugly. It was ugly. It was ugly. I didn't like it. Uh, I think I think the way Luca start started playing the, the way Luca was playing at the beginning of the season put kind of like a fire under 
the Mavs, like, hey, this guy is playing, dropping 60 points a game and taking L's. Like, you guys need to get him some help if you want to do anything. Yeah. And I think they kind of jumped on this trade hoping this would work out. But, like, looking at it, like, yeah, it just wasn't a good trade because, like, Luca's a score. You need to help the score. And would you bring in another score? Like, <laughs> that's not, it's not helping your needs. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I don't know how these next couple of games go, but yeah, if my, if Mavericks don't make the playoffs, I know they're 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 walking in next year with their head down after that. But we'll see. Um, one game above them, the Oklahoma City Thunder currently alive and well and breathing in the tenth seed. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how. See, I do think, like you said, it's all about matchup. I think out of the current four that's in the playoffs, I'm playing. I don't think they could beat any of the other two, but I feel like they can get one on the Lakers. I don't know what it is about the fucking OKC, but they just have our number. You know? Yeah. I don't know. They they're they're an interesting team that plays hard, but. I mean, if the Lakers on and OKC's on, Lakers win that battle. But if yeah. Lakers are off, then OKC got it. So that's the problem. You know, that's really it. No. Um, but yeah, speaking of Lakers, Lakers are sitting in the ninth seed right above OKC with 38 38 records. So they're only a half a game above mm-hmm. OKC. So. The way Lakers play and piss me off, who knows, honestly, what the fuck's going to happen these next five games. Because let me just talk about these boys for a second. You know what made me mad was the Lakers saying when they played Houston, a game they should not have lost was we're going to shut down. The team choose to shut down AD because they don't want him playing back-to-back. And I get he is our main piece. Like, as much as people like think LeBron's the main piece, no, AD's the main piece, which is why whenever AD goes down for a long period of times, we look bad and we don't make the playoffs. When LeBron goes down and AD's healthy, we still look like a decent team. That's because AD's our guy. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I get why you don't want to play in back-to-back games, put up, but a team decision? No. We are, when at this time, we were, what, two weeks? From playoffs, and you were currently sitting outside of the bubble. No, you play AD until you get in the motherfucking bubble comfortably or in the playoffs. Like, there's no, no, there's in, like the NBA nowadays, it's just too much of they rest, rest, or the player can choose, like, oh, I want to rest, I want to rest. Like, nah, fam, get out there and play. Like, like I said, I understand we're trying to protect AD, but this is this is essentially a playoff games here. I know the regular season games, but these are like this is do or die now, bro. Like mm-hmm. you see how tight the West is. One game can put you from nine seed to eleven seed. Mm-hmm. So AD got to play some of those back. AD got to play that game because if AD is in that game, we win that game. And we're thirty nine and thirty eight, and that and that now put us in the seventh seed possibly. Like that's that's how tight it is in the West. But 
We got Braun back. We got D'Lo back. AD healthy. So Lakers right now are looking as good as they've looked this year. So I'm hoping they can slither their way up to maybe the seventh or slide into the sixth seed. But we'll see because these teams above them are they, they hungry as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, every team that is in there and still fighting to clinch a spot, oh, they're all hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I I honestly think 4 to 10 is, is locked in. We just don't know where they're going to land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree too. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say, I say 4 through 11. Because Dallas still, I mean, I don't put nothing past Luca. I, 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 I'm putting things past Luca. He's He seems like he's a little tilted. I mean, I would be as well, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think it's just a matter of where they land, 1 through 10. Um, Our eighth seed right above the Lakers is the Timberwolves, 39 and 38. Uh, as well as the Pelicans in the seventh seed, thirty nine and thirty eight. So a pair of thirty nine and thirty eight teams, both sitting right outside of that sixth seed. If you had to pick one of these two teams to slip in over Golden State, who would you pick? Honestly, I feel like Pelicans and Timberwolves are right where they're at. They they there? They're there. I have more right. of a feeling Lakers might slip in. <gasps> that's that's well, just me. Hey, no, I'm, I'm telling you, bro. I'm feeling confident in this team. When we're healthy. But, yeah, Minnesota, they, I, I think they're just an inconsistent team. There's games where they want to play good and there's games where they just look like straight. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're one of those teams that we talk about, like we said, Nuggets. Sixers, where they just look like the same teams they always look like, uh, making bad moves. Because we all said the Gobert move was a stupid move, but mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, and you still look like the same team in the play-ins like you were last year. Yeah. So no progress. <laughs> That's the thing. It's really just no progress. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they stuck around, sure. So, you know. Yeah. And to be honest, they're probably the weakest team in the play-ins as of now. I mean, I might even put OKC above them. Mm-hmm. Um, as for the Pels, man, I love this team so much. Just, we all know their issue, health. <laughs> yeah, their health situation because, yo, if Zion is playing, who knows how far they'll be, you know? Bro, oh, well, if Zion, look, put it like this. If Zion and Ingram each played, I won't give them a full season. If they just played a half a season together, this team probably be sitting right now in that four three slot. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just every time we talk about this team, we always get to it. When's when is it enough for Zion? When is this team finally gonna say, "All right, we had enough"? Because. <laughs> He just can't stay on the court, and that's what we need him. That's where he's effective. I I know. I know. The Zion situation is just very interesting because 
his health is such an issue, but he's such an explosive player. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of conflicting. But it, it it's true, though. Like, you got to put your foot down at some point. Yeah. So. Because this is your. Next year would be year four? Four or five. Yeah. Four or five, and you haven't played a whole half a season. Year five, and you haven't played an accumulation of a half season. That's wild. But, yeah, if he's able to play, suit up and play in the playoffs, I think this is a team you don't want to run into. Um, But if no Zion... I think this team only goes so far. They might, they might be able to knock down a Grizzlies or a Nuggets just out of their their grit and talent. All but right. yeah, I, I don't think they go far without Zion. Yeah, he's just I too mean, key of the piece. Yeah, yeah. If if he was playing the whole time, we got arguments for days. But days. The, but the 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 thing is, since that's holding them back, that's going to hold the team back really from being very mm-hmm. um productive in the playoff scene so because they got themselves a squad it's just you know health is a part of the game and if you don't have a healthy team you're not going to do anything so exactly you might have to cut an unhealthy player mm-hmm. because totally agree. Like, they're going to get put in a situation who do we keep brandon ingram or zion to me i would pick brandon ingram oh any day you know, Zion is just, you know, what's your health like, my guy? Yeah. You know, simple as that. I mean, Ingo gets hurt a lot too, but at least he's out there. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's. There's a chance. He feels, he feels more a part of the team. Like, there's times I kid you not, bro. I'll be watching the Pelicans and forget Zion's even on that team. Like, that's how memorable he is with this team. But. Yeah, we'll see health in the playoffs, but like I said, if, if Zion's there, you don't want to run into this team. If Zion's not there, they might take out a first round, but that's about it. Moving on to the people who are in the playoffs, um, Golden State Warriors in that 40-37, as Buddy said. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hey, I don't care what their situation is. They always have a chance. They always have a shooter's chance. Never count the the Warriors out now. The whole Wiggins being out is a thing, and that's why they have they haven't been very consistent ball. I mean, you look at their away record. Jesus Christ! Yeah, rough, rough. But, rough. but I think Wiggins just you know if they are able to get Wiggins back like playing a lot. Yeah, you know. No, them losing Wiggins was a key piece. Key key piece, um, but I totally agree. Like when I look at the Warriors, like I was like, I don't really know what to say about them because they're just one of those teams where it's like, I don't care if they're the sixth seed, I don't care if they're the two seed, I don't care if they're the ten seed. If they're in it, they gonna they they always have a chance. They're always gonna make some noise because that's just who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Clay and Curry. If they get hot for a game, GG. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Warriors as always will be 
a fighting chance. It's you know matter where they end up, but I think it'll matter where they end up. If they end up in the plans, they're gonna make the playoffs. Put it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, above and now are a team that is playing some really good ball right now. As much as I would don't want to admit it, but the Clippers are sitting in the fifth seat at forty one and thirty six. Uh, going into the playoffs, how you'd want to go in the playoffs? Momentum and dubs. No, I don't know Paul George's status, but you had mentioned off air that they're playing way better right now without him. I think they are. Now, some people might disagree with me, yada, yada. I just think they're a little bit more, um, they, the ball, the ball gets spread out a little bit better, I feel like, because I always have a thing with these with quote unquote super teams, whatever you want to call them, when there's too many superstars on a team, teams don't know how to spread the ball correctly. No mm-hmm. matter if you have too many or too little superstars on a team. So in this situation, Kawhi and Paul George play very similar um, positions. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's more conflicting on the offensive end than the defensive end uh, because mm-hmm. it's basically who's going to shoot the ball more. Paul George, to me, has always been a volume shooter compared to... Agreed. What was that? I said agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, you take that aspect away. So, a lo- so since he takes a lot of shots, a lot of those shots get spread out the ball to other players, which builds their confidence on shooting the ball throughout the whole game or in multiple games in this period of time. Kawhi's always been more of an efficient shooter. He and sometimes he can be a little volumeish, but to to the most part, I think he's more efficient. Meaning, yeah. he'll take shots. You know, majority of the time he's he'll he'll have a high percentage. I feel, but um, with that being the case, and adding actually Russell Wilson, or Wilson Westbrook to the mix, I think it just divvies up the ball very nicely. It allows Westbrook to drive the ball, I think, better than when he was on the Lakers. Yeah. So I, I the situation helps him out. It helps out the Clippers because they need they actually needed an explosive guy like Westbrook, and yeah, you know, it, it, it's a situation that works out. So that's why, sadly, losing um, Paul George for a little little bit of time, it actually helped them. Um, spread out the ball, expand their offense just a little bit better. And maybe they could start experience, um, experimenting um, offenses during the middle of the game with Kwai on, Paul George off, or Paul George off, Kwai on. Yeah. So, um, no, I think that would work out better for them, honestly. Yeah, yeah, in the long run. I mean, at the end of the game, they get end the game together, sure. But, I mean, during stretches of the second and third quarter where they're not on the court, court at the same time, it could benefit yeah. and, you know. Rotate them. Rotate them. Yeah, rotate. That's what, all, that's what basketball is all about. Just get, mm-hmm. get a good rotation in. So uh, that's that's what I like about the Clippers right now. And, yeah, let's move on. Uh, um, it's hard to put predictions, though, on the team because we're not set in stone. Especially how crazy um, the pitcher is in the West Coast. Like, I don't like, of course, we could be like, if it ends right now, who are they going to go play against? Yeah, sure. But yeah. It's just so crazy right now that a f- the Clippers could very well be in the 10th seed. 
Yeah. By the end of it all, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So no, that, that's why we're breaking down the West more of this way is because, like I said, the East, we can do those predictions on games because they're pretty much almost set in stone where they're at. Yeah. Whereas the West, yeah, I don't want to say, I don't want to predict Clippers in Golden State and then next week we're talking about we're talking about Minnesota and Lakers or some shit, you know? Like, <laughs> But, yeah, so... Let's wrap it up here with our final team and our team in the fourth slot. What is one of the very interesting teams in the West? Mm-hmm. The Phoenix Suns sitting at 41 and 35. Um, they as well could be a four seed and slip to the 10 seed. <laughs> but I don't think they will. They're too talented of a team. Um, it's do or die, honestly. It's do, like, it's do or die. We still haven't seen KD really play with the team like that. So we're still kind of a we'll find out situation. Mm-hmm. Like there's really not much to say about the team because like what do we only get like one or two games with KD in it? Yeah. Yeah. So we it's still a work in progress. So we'll let you know how that ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I do think like I said, KD's one of those players where if you have him on your team you have a chance. So, I think they maintain their spot. Personally, I think seeds one through four are locked. I think it's the five through ten that are going to shift around. And Mm -hmm. the only reason I feel like that is I just see Suns. Suns are more they can hold a down team than I think Clippers, just because of track record wise. Mm -hmm. But. The way Clippers are playing, I mean, who knows? You know, like I said, I'm like this. I'm not guaranteeing nothing. I just have a feeling one through four are locked, but five through ten, get ready to get swifty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our little playoff preview for this episode. Uh, like we mentioned, East Bucks one, Boston two, Philly three, Cleveland four, New York five, Brooklyn six. Are are in my eyes locked. And <laughs> looking at everyone's record plans, we'll switch around. But Heat, Atlanta, Bulls are in there. Uh, so yeah, west side of things. You you just heard the breakdown. Mm-hmm. You need to get back into it. Yeah. Nuggets are one. Memphis is two. <laughs> there. It'll be, it'll be a lot easier to break down the west once the season ends. Yeah, to be honest, so watch. What happened in five to seven days, and then we will have an official playoff picture, and you know the Buzz and Sports will be here for the pre-playoff talks. We are going to be going to be dropping some hot episodes these next couple weeks because playoffs will begin, which means the best the best time to talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll drop an episode uh, sometime next week when uh, the final games are done. We'll give you that playoff preview. So make sure you guys hit that follow button, the NBA fans out there. Make sure you have your notifications turned on so you know when these episodes drop. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, once playoffs start, uh, well, because NBA is weird. We'll still have, like, one game, that one series that hasn't ended yet, but the second series, but the second round of a different mm-hmm. series is about to start, so it's kind of hard to just be like, okay, one round to one round. So, yeah. we'll, we'll do, it like we'll do episodes. 
Because, I mean, yeah. last year we kind of did a block situation in it. Yeah, I was just going to say. It lined up. Yeah, so if, you, if you're a long-time follower, it's going to be kind of like how we did last year, where as soon as, soon as first-round games start ending, we'll drop an episode and be where we're at. We'll drop it in blocks. And, yeah, we'll go from there. We hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode. Uh, make Like I said again, make sure you hit the follow button. Have your notifications on so you know when these next episodes drop. We'll be back next week with an official playoff preview. Talking all that schmack and good stuff. That schmack. As always, we are the buddies, Spuddy and Dougie. We are the Buzzing Sports. We love you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week. We are out of here.